blessed people. I want to share with you a conversation that the Lord has heard with the church, that uh, we may all be in step with what heaven is saying at this hour and what the Holy Spirit is navigating humanity and the Church of Christ to at this hour. I want to give the conversation what the Lord spoke with me about in the dream. I was seated, and at that place where I was, I opened the Bible in the night, and I began to read the book of Revelation, chapter 11, after reading first. I began to read the book of Revelation, chapter 11, after the enormous, most historic, super glorious, grand, mega healing service that took place on Sunday, where the Lord did not allow us to step out. And the two servants ministered, one came from above and landed and then uh, ran the ministration, as you heard. But as I was reading in the night, the book of Revelation, chapter 11, and then I reached a place, I reached a place where the two servants, verse 7, he says, Now, when they have finished their testimony, the beast that comes up from the abyss will attack them and overpower them and kill them. Their bodies will lie in the streets of the great city, which is figuratively called Sodom and Egypt. We know that it's Jerusalem for now because of the condition she's in now where also their Lord was crucified. For three and a half days, men from every people, tribe, language, and nation will gaze on their bodies and refuse them burial. The inhabitants of the earth will gloat over them and will celebrate by sending each other gifts because these two prophets these two mega-prophets had tormented those who live on the earth. Why? Because they were worshipping the devil, worshipping the Antichrist and the dragon. So this is the mission of this group, to testify. So I was reading this again. But after three and a half days, verse 11, the breath of life from God entered them, and they stood up on their feet. And terror struck those who saw them, meaning the whole earth, because the whole earth was gazing at them. Terror struck those who saw them. Verse 12, Revelation 11. Then they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, Come up here. And they went up to heaven in a cloud while their enemies looked. On. And then when you go on down, there's a massive earthquake that takes place, and the Messiah comes into the scene. The whole world, a massive earthquake takes place, and the whole world fears God. They now turn to Jehovah Yahweh and worship the Lord and shun the beast and the false prophets that will be ministering with the beast. So this is what I was reading after healing service on Sunday. And so as I read this, as I read this, Reaching verse 7, where they had finished their testimony, and the beast now comes 
to fight with them and overpower them. At that point, the Lord made me fall asleep. And then I see the beast comes and crushes the two. He caught us. He caught us. And then, very severe fight. It is a very severe fight. You don't want to know that it finally overpowered us. And then, at the time, I saw the death. We died. We died in that city of Jerusalem. And one thing the Bible does not mention here is that actually people come. So when we died, I saw people coming and throwing things on our bodies and fat. They spat on our faces. They spat. Feeding on our faces. That's one thing that's not said in the Bible. But then I see people spitting on our faces, spitting and spitting. It is amazing that when they finish the testimony, when they finish testifying, meaning the mission accomplished, then the Lord now allows. He allows, because if you see verse 3, in verse 3 says, And I will give power, my power, to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy for 1,260 days, clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two golden lampstands that stand before the Lord of all the earth. Verse 5 it says, If anyone tries to harm them, Fire comes from their mouth and devours their enemies. So that, that is absolutely well set out and very clear. Then you begin to understand that the only way the Antichrist and the false prophet wage war on them and the Antichrist is able to subdue them is when God now allows. Same thing happens to the Messiah. Only when the Lord allowed, then the Messiah was arrested, and they butchered him. Even here now, I saw that when the mission was completed, then it was the Lord that actually allowed, now, otherwise the battle was bad, it was very bad, because they behold the power of God himself, Yahweh. But the Lord now allowed them to arrest us. And at that time, and they killed us. And then I saw, what the Bible doesn't say is that I saw people spitting on our faces, throwing things at us, the dead bodies. But what amazes me, what amazes me is that actually they don't die. Actually, they don't die. I have shared with a few bishops in the inner core, the inner circle, a few senior most bishops that sit around these two. I have shared with them, I say, they don't die. What happens? is that the life lifts off the body and they are still there, alive. Because then I was able to see the dead body. I can see the dead bodies. Meaning they don't die. And that's why you see that after three and a half days, they are again on their feet. But you see the indignation, the indignity. The worst thing you can ever do is to deny a dead body burial. So you see, all to the torment 
of the administration and testimony and the wonders, the judgment they brought to the earth, they are denied burial. They are totally denied burial. They are denied burial. To humiliate them, that is the worst thing you can do in Jerusalem and in Israel and everywhere else, but especially in Jerusalem. For you to deny a dead body burial, that is the worst humiliation and indignity that can ever be subjected to anybody. So that is what they do. But you see that they don't die because our lives lifted off the body. So we're looking at the body. We're seeing the dead body. We're right there. And so when people are spitting on our face, we could feel also. I felt it here. When people spat on the face, when we are dead, I felt, I felt the spitting on the face. So that the Bible doesn't say that they will come and spit and throw things at the body. Now that the super glorious Grand Mega healing service of Sunday has taken place, and every word of the prophecy of these two that they gave prior has been fulfilled. In other words, God the Father himself came down to bear testimony to their words. As to his accuracy and that it is from heaven. Yes, they came from heaven. In other words, heaven bore testimony on Sunday. This past Sunday, heaven bore testimony on their pronouncements that they had given before the healing service. The freshest anointing. Healings will begin before we come live on air. People who get up, large numbers of people blind and all this. We will not live where we are. All this. Gather 87 stadiums. Gather around the world. There's no special limitation. This is a fresh anointing. There is a message. There is a message of the coming of the Messiah. All these pronouncements before the healing service have taken place. God the Father himself has borne testimony that yes, this is what they say, I have fulfilled it. Heaven has come down to bear testimony on their pronouncement before the healing service. What then should you as a church know about these two prophets that will be able to help you navigate yourself here and there, and also you trust your salvation, that you may walk in the righteousness and the holiness they are preaching and they are walking. Now, Revelation chapter 11 that I've just read, verse 3, where he says, And I will give power to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy. I will give power to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy for 1,260 days, clothed in sackcloth. I wanted you to understand, blessed people, that with all this happening, the illustration of the authority and the power of God that is happening now, before the time that they are targeting, the bigger time of their bigger mission is these days, the 1,260 days, meaning the Great Tribulation. And that can only mean that their mission, right within their mission, the center core is the deliverance of Israel, the redemption of Israel to turn Jacob away from ungodliness. But you see very clearly that they come earlier into the landscape, the Bible landscape. They enter earlier into the church landscape. 
and the illustration that takes place like last Sunday of the authority and power is essentially the authority and power that speaks, that is meant to speak to this generation, to the nation. But look, if at this time they are doing this, how much more power then during the Great Tribulation when their mission now ripens up? Their mission becomes right. When the appointed time for the grand finale takes place, that's grand final. And so this is a very powerful time, blessed people, because there was a message in the Sunday service, the historic healing service. When the appointed time for the grand takes place, that's there was a message. There was a message. There was a serious message. There is a message. In the super glorious grand mega healing service, there is a message that the Lord is transmitting to the church. He says, Look at the authority. He says, look at the power. Look at the empowerment. Look at the relationship with God the Father, directly under the command of God the Father in heaven. Look at the visitation of the person of God the Holy Spirit in bodily form, even on that Sunday. In other words, he says, they are bestowed with the power of God himself. The power of God himself. And that power is for that coming season. For now, yes, to minister now and to win the hearts of men and to prepare the church that the church may enter eternity. But the target is the deliverance of Israel. To turn Jacob away from wickedness, from apostasy, from sin. And there's so much I've cut out on this. But you see that they go... And they confront the tribulation temple that will be built in Jerusalem. They confront it. What should we know then? What should the church know then about the truth? You see Revelation 11, verse 3. It says, They operate after a mark in the great tribulation. And at this hour, the Lord Almighty is busy introducing them globally to the earth with great power. That is the message. There was a message. That is the message the Lord is transmitting to the nation. Because then how does a cripple get with Mozambique? Blind eyes open Australia. A cripple gets up in Ivory Coast. Far away 7,000 kilometers of Helsinki, China. That demonstration, there is a message that the Lord God is introducing them. I know he has already beamed his glory on them. He has settled on them. He has sent God the Holy Spirit himself to introduce them. But still, the healing service on Sunday has a message. Introducing them globally to the entire earth with great power. Look, and I shall give power to my true witnesses. And remember, they appear in the church landscape 
earlier before the tribulation and the great tribulation. Why? To prepare the church. Because they operate in the intertestamental time between the two dispensations. The bigger mission is the great tribulation, the deliverance of Israel. At the center of this mission is the revival of Israel, the national revival of Jacob. That's why you see the pressure, the pressure to take them to Israel, talking to them about Israel, telling them, look, prepare the place for you in Israel. Telling them, look, the, the, the Israelites are calling, come to us. Come back home. So this kind of conversation, meaning Israel is sitting at the center, at the core of this mission. But the church can learn so much. How does somebody come here and say, two minutes away from now, there's going to be a big visitation in the 87th stadium. Look at their relationship with God. Their faith. If that is a demonstration of faith, then, then the church can learn from their steadfast faith, unbelievable faith. They say things nobody says. That two minutes away from now, there's going to be a visitation across the nation and in your stadium. It's like saying, I'm asking the Lord two minutes from now to visit, physically visit, and lift the cripples up, and open the blind eyes, pop open the dead ears, and when you ask the dead, they say, pop, but, hey, 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 pop, pop. They demonstrate that it's really pop. It's like telling God to come two minutes from now, timing God, and visit. So if there's a lesson there, is their steadfast faith in the Lord. The church can take that. The church can borrow from that. They have a steadfast faith. That's why they say the things they say. That's why they say earlier that the Newton stars will collide. They say to reign in Lima, Peru. They say the cripples walk two minutes from now. Fire will come. From my hand, I cut the 87 stadium all the way to Germany. Their steadfast faith is a big lesson to the church. And you see, verse 7, the Lord now allows them to be killed, to die. That means their steadfast faith is so powerful even unto death. They are ready to die for it. Revelation 11, 7, it says, When they have finished their testimony, the beast that comes up from the abyss will attack them and overpower them, meaning the Lord allows and kills them. And I told you, even as they are killed, they are not dead. You see, they can see, I can see the dead bodies. That's why they stand again and the whole earth is stuck with terror. Trapped with terror. Because the Lord allows. Revelation chapter 2. The book of Revelation chapter 2. Verse 10. What is the lesson? He says. Revelation chapter 2 verse 10. Do not be afraid. Of what. You are about to suffer. I tell you. The devil will put some of you in prison to test you. And you suffer persecution for ten days. 
being faithful, even to the point of death. And I'll give you the crown of life. So you see, that is the lesson to this generation. The message from the healing cup. The super glorious, historic, grand, mega healing service that took place on Sunday. Now look at that. That even until you now, don't fear anything. Go through the persecution, don't fear. But at the end is the crown of eternal life, everlasting life. He said, be steadfast in your faith as they walk here. As they have demonstrated to this life, this generation. Revelation 12, verse 11. Revelation 12, 11, it says, They overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their life so much as to shrink from death. He said, There is a lesson. There is a lesson from the world. They are executing their lives now. That they don't love their lives as much. Even at the point of death, they say, let us get rid of this life until finally and kill. But they stand with the Lord. After three and a half days, they are up again, terror strikes the whole earth. And then they go into heaven. The first mission, this particular mission is over. But there is another mission I don't want to share here because it's imperceptible. So you cannot process it in this life now. There's another mission they come. And there are other missions before some of which are in the Bible, which I'm not sharing with you. When the two came, only the they say, look, in the Old Testament, before the Messiah came, they used to operate together, but he concealed the eyes of men, did not see the two. Only this generation, when now the rapture is near, then he opened the eyes of this generation, the privilege to see that how they're operating through, the converted generation. Revelation, chapter 20, verse 4. That you have faith to be steadfast enough to the extent where now you said, let me get rid of my life. Christ the Messiah said, let me get rid of my life for the sake of worshiping God the Father, for the sake of obedience to God the Father, even the two, for the sake of worshiping God the Father, for the sake of obedience to God the Father, for the sake of obedience to the Messiah, the mission of the Messiah. Say, let's get rid of our lives. But then they will die. They're standing with the Lord. Look how faithful the Lord is. Revelation 20, verse 4. Revelation 20, verse 4. And he says, I saw thrones on which were seated those who had been given authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony for Jesus. And because of the word of God, they had not worshipped the beast and his image, and had not received the mark on their forehead or their hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ a thousand years. They also came to life, like these two. Amazing. Like the Messiah. Amazing. So you too, this generation, the nation, the Gentile world, the Hebrew nation, 
believe in Israel. Ramadan, I alone, Beersheba, Haifa, Tel Aviv, Yavne, Dimona, Torek, wherever it is in Israel. You two now that are tuned in, you can be steadfast, you can learn from their lives. You can be steadfast in your faith. I have to say, no, I will stop the whole persecution to stand with the Lord. Look, the Lord has come through. They came back to life and reign with Christ. They cannot be killed as they minister until they finish their testimony. Again, they cannot be killed and testify. They cannot not die. It's amazing. The Holy Spirit resides in them. Then at one point you can see three. In the same way the Holy Spirit lives in you, your unseen companion looks like he walks within you. But because the dispensation is gone, and then they are now, he, he is restricted to them in the great dispensation, the Holy Spirit. But remember, the Gentile age does not end until the Gentiles have trampled on the outer court of the tribulation temple in Jerusalem. So the church, the Gentile church goes, but the Gentile dispensation only ends when now the Messiah comes in. That should not be of interest to you. Just to prepare now and enter. So the Spirit of the Lord enters them and they kill their enemies by releasing fire from their tongue to devour their enemies. They testify and witness Christ. But when you look at the book of Acts, when you look at the book of Acts, the book of Acts chapter 1. Look now, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. It says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and Samaria, and even unto the end of the earth. Again, the church can learn from the mission. How they are testifying and witnessing for God. The church too can resolve in time before the great tribulation and become witnesses and testify for Jesus. You can learn. Everybody has a chance. They come to prepare the church before rapture. That's why they come into the Bible and before then. Their ministry, if you look at their ministry, they come to prepare the church. They rebuke sin. They preach righteousness, preach holiness, prepare the holy ways in Isaiah 35, 8 and 9. They eventually become the beautiful feet that bring the good tidings to Israel. To turn Jacob away from ungodliness and to bring her back to her God. Their ministry involves the whole earth. You see last Sunday, this Sunday, the Lord has demonstrated that very seriously. Their ministry involves the entire earth, the whole earth. 
However, in the Great Tribulation, they are localized in Jerusalem, as you can see. That's why all the time he has been saying, I prepared a place for you. I prepared a place for you in Israel. I prepared a place for you in Israel. Look, you're already living there. I even sat this past Pesach. I sat with them and had a Passover meal. So the Lord was saying that there will be a last Passover meal for Israel. Then they will be very instrumental. These two. There will be a final Passover meal before the final exodus. <clears throat> and I've seen, when I'm guiding them not to go this road, go down the valley this way to avoid the Holocaust. So that they go to a safer place. And all Israel will be saved. The Bible says all. There are many things you've seen. Commanding heaven to release rain. Calling on the cloud of God to come. Healing the world and so forth. Their ministry is very strong. It's very strong with the strike of the old Hebrew Jewish prophet. The ancient Jewish prophet of Yahweh, of Israel. That is obvious now. Healing the well. Healing shriveled hands. Commanding heaven to open rain, come down, like was in Mount Carmel. Calling fire from heaven. The cloud coming on them. Speaking judgment of God. Their ministry is very strong on the Old Testament ancient Jewish Hebrew prophets. Like I say, they're extremely instrumental for Jehovah's deliverance of Israel. They hold the key for the deliverance of Israel because he sends them to come death from ungodliness and also to get involved in some very perilous moments for Jacob, when she needs to escape in the hands of God for safety in the great tribulation. Especially when Jacob will have realized that that this path they do with the Antichrist is false and fake. That only Jesus is the Lord. Then when the Antichrist begins to turn against them, then these two are instrumental in their escape. To a place prepared for her, where she is far from the reach of the serpent. So the Lord has really affirmed that authority, they operate under his power. Again, after the healing service, I was reading the book of Revelation 11. Then the Lord took me to Jerusalem. And I lived already that time. This is not the first time I've lived it. I lived already that time. And we finished the testimony. And the minister rested that God allowed him. And then he murdered us, assassinated us in the streets of Jerusalem. And I saw people throwing things at us and spitting on I even the physical saliva strike my face. Spitting our faces. But we did not die because the life left the dead body was looking at the dead body. After three and a half days, life went back to the dead body. Terror as we stood up again. But then the father called us back home. And that was the end of this mission with a big earthquake happening. And the whole earth now worships Jehovah. As we left, it was time for the Messiah to come. When you see the messengers here, especially those that are involved in the other dispensation, please prepare the way. The Messiah is coming. Please do prepare the way. I have felt the saliva spot on me. I have felt the event. I have lived the future. I have seen the future event that culminates towards the millennial kingdom of God.
I have seen events of the future. The Messiah is coming. Prepare the way, blessed people, to Daraba. Shalom. Be holy, be righteous. The Messiah is coming. To Dalachem. To Dalachem. Prepare, prepare, prepare. To Dalachem. Thank you indeed. Prepare the way. The Messiah is coming. May the Lord bless you. Shalom.